Yeah, I, I was interested in them uh, dead in hip hop uh, when they started getting in this podcast space because I always it's a real skill to have a focused subject that you're talking about, but your perspective is so broad and and dope that people be like, man, I just want to hear some more of you. You know what I mean? So that that was the same thing with you, like you and Animal Brown, really. Like I was like, their perspective is so dope. Even like the funny banter that y'all do with like we I talk about women, like like man, now she cold with like it's like the little silly like in between jokes y'all used to do. Like it just be hilarious. Like yeah, that's my gal. Yeah, tell her. Uh, yeah, I'll be home in a little bit. Just a little stupid. Like so, I, I was invested in y'all characters. You know what I'm saying? Just like we did in and when they got to you know. As the mic Those still on screen personas, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they go a long way, man. It, it's the, one of the craziest things about this podcast is like people listen to you for so long. Like we've been doing this for ten years. Mm-hmm. Like people real deal feel like they like that I've never seen before in my life. And be like, <laughs> oh, I, like I know them, and mm-hmm. I they, you can't blame them for thinking that. Like I've been listening to you for ten years, nigga. I know all all the little <laughs> nuances and everything. So yeah, yeah I could see that. 100 this it's fun though yeah. it's fun being able to when you do this with someone you know which you and i didn't really have the ability and this is how we started this podcast mm-hmm. to get to know each other more when it's going great but when yeah. you start this and do it with someone you know like animal brown now you really got an advantage mm-hmm. those dead end guys all of them used to work together yeah they were telling me like the backstory like we just used to do this shit at the job and then that shit just graduated from hey let's try it here and it blew up from there but yeah i i, I i'm a very uh, a big fan of their brain yeah they 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 were they were way ahead of the they were on the blog air and there's a podcast too you can check out uh, it's called blog air by your boys it's the real i don't know if you're fans of them you know, yeah, white shut guy. up. They got a new podcast. Yeah, it's called The Blog Air. It's a 10 episode what series. Them, man? What happened to It's The Real? They, that's they what they're doing now. They, they address that? I, I don't know. Jeff I haven't. Eric fought. was my boy. Y'all, you'll like this because the first episode is The Ballad of Joe Budden. So they're talking about The Blog Air, like mixtapes when they went digital. Really? All that joint. You know, that's my air yeah, right man, there anyway. That's my so. guy, man. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I was I was outside, outside when The Blog Air was happening. So I, I know. Yeah, you was yeah, cooking. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, I, yeah, but I wanted to ask. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to that. I fuck with because I fuck with it's the real. That's one of my favorite podcasts. One of the first podcasts I started listening to. Man. I, I used to appreciate Jeff and Eric dropping in my feed that and the champs. The champs used to be champs. really dope. Man. I think it was one of my first podcasts. It that. has this dude named uh, it's a comedian named Moshe Casher. I think is his name, and it had the white boy to be with a. Uh, Dave Chappelle named Neil Brennan. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of Neil Brennan? Yeah, yeah. Man, they, if they still out, if you you know the great thing about podcasts, you know, I always pull them back up. But it's a real; those are fun. Those are really good podcasts. Them, talking about chemistry and mm-hmm. just the, what you would talk about with Animal Brown and not like most of that came from because he was a big fan of them too. Like we learned how to do that shit from them. Like the, the on-air persona thing, too? Or? Yeah, yeah. How they used to go back and forth with each other. just And, of course, again, we knew each other. Like, mm-hmm. being out around going back since we were, what, pre-teen, eight years. Was oh, okay, boys yeah. and girls club. So, oh, yeah. You know, we can get away with saying stuff to each other that you wouldn't even try. I wouldn't, <laughs> like, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying some shit to <laughs> like, you that I'd say to him just out of respect. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Because I don't right. really know you like that. And I'm I'm big on that. I don't like people saying, like, I don't know you like that, nigga. You know? Right. Hey, you feel like, like you can say that to me? Yeah, he's like, dang, you got real yeah. comfortable right with, there. With, with Chris, yeah, with Chris is different because, like, I know Chris. Yeah, with uh, 
let me ask you this a little further before I get kind of what I want to kind of speak about here. Um, how do you figure out what your persona is on air? Like, cause let's say you're on air and you're going for, let me just make up something here. Right. So let's just use myself. For example, like let's say I'm trying to be I'm on air. I'm trying to be like the funny one. Like that's my intent. Like I'm trying to be the funny one. Like I got to have the little side jokes like Rory, like whoever, like that does like the yeah, little yeah. plug in jokes. That's the, the, the persona I'm trying to give off. But the persona I, I, that actually comes off when I, we get responses from listeners is uh, he's like the the pro black dude or he's the this. So you this this is real life. Or you no, this is not real life at all. No, this is oh, not okay. real life at all. Like it, I'm just okay, using an example. So do you go with the air that I mean, not the air, but do you go with kind of the persona, the character in which people uh, buy into or do you go for now? Nah, this is what I'm trying to present. That is a really, really <laughs> good question. Um, it's, it's twofold. I, I, I have to do what I'm comfortable with. I, right. The last thing I wanted to sound like this is inauthentic, or I'm doing it or saying it just so people would listen. Well, I am doing saying they would listen, but I gotta feel it too. Pause. Okay. Like it has to be something that when you meet me outside out of here, like it would line up with who Spike Lou is. So that is the first thing to make sure that it feels authentic. And then yeah, I lean into it sometimes. Like Chris and I both lean into it, especially earlier days. We would oh, lean into Absolutely. But now we've got more mature, kind of just letting each other get our takes off. But in the earlier days, you would lean into it, you read it. Because I, I, I think that's for good. You're putting on a show, you're a showman. So, yeah. like, you don't want to try to shy away from what the people like. If it's working, give it to them. But it has to be, like, authentic to You can't be trying too hard. Okay. Like, I'm never going to have a position and just just to be on the other side of the conversation of you or animal brown or what i'm doing is the mic still on or doing daddy in sports i'm never going to just pick that side because somebody else picked the other side it ain't just oh i want to debate with you because this is a debate format and we do podcasts and so here let's argue i can argue this point i can argue any point i don't like to do it like that i want to feel pause what I'm saying and yeah. representing. If you see me in the barbershop and you brought it up, I'm gonna say it the same way. It ain't no, I mean, I was just doing it for the podcast. <laughs> you very rarely would get that out of me. Yeah, now nah, I feel you. What about you? you, you, you like, I'm with you. Finding your way in this space because you came from a more scripted background in this, right? So, like, well, you do unscripted stuff, learning me, do podcasting together. Like, what do you feel like you have to live up to? Uh well I I just been taking like some mental notes from your your homeboys you know Dro and Wash Jeff uh Dan just kind of well just kind of getting the idea of what they think about me on in this space getting that idea like hmm who do they think I am because you don't really know like you don't know nobody when you listen to a pot you don't know them like you can listen for years but you really don't know so uh. I, I try to gauge it from that point. Like, and Dro hit me up, so I thought that was dope. I forgot I actually told him hit me up if I was bugging or whatever, but yeah, he ended up hit me up. But um, nah, 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 nah. we doubling down. We spinning the block on the on the on that point. I tell you one thing, man. Throughout all my years of uh, all the friends I had, you talk about a nigga that's gonna hold you accountable. Oh Bro, man, one million percent. 
yeah. and I respect the shit out of him for that. Like, <laughs> like we, he's always been like that. Like, he's yeah. gonna hold you. Like, nah, bro, that ain't what you said. Man. You're doing something different. Like, some people let. Yeah, he was on it. That ain't drunk. Hundred percent. Yeah, he he was he was definitely on it. But um, I try to listen to that. But like when I was first podcasting, I mean, I come from this this space, but it, I never. I didn't get it off the ground long enough. It was about 25 episodes, 24 officially released. So I didn't really get to cook like that for real. And then I did some other podcasts. So it took me about three podcasts before I got to the uh, fictional writing and, you know, performing part of podcasting. So it wasn't I did that out of necessity because I knew that I could do the whole operation. But this is my original space is being able to have a conversation, being compelling in that and being able to really draw people with, you know, my perspective and kind of, you know, the flow of, you know, my cadence as a, as a speaker. So, um, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't lean into that. I, I have such an understanding of self that I don't it's the same thing. Like, I don't have to really lean into anything. Like, sometimes I may go there a little bit, but that's a that's an extension. You know, what I'm saying like last week or I want to date this part of it, but like on a, on another episode, <laughs> uh, yeah, on a previous episode, when I got really passionate about us as black people and about like, why is it like that? That's sure. It's a rant. Sure. I'm getting excited. Sure. It's that, but that is an extinction of me too. You know what I mean? So I, I, I lean in, the, I lean more so into the extinctions. So that's yeah, your passion, guy. That's what my guy Scoops said. He said, "Most be getting near to it, don't you?" <laughs> like, you probably like, like, relax, dude. Like, tell <laughs> that dude, like, relax, man. God, that ain't that serious. <laughs> <laughs> funny. It was a compliment, though, man. He yeah. really speaks highly. Yeah, he like he speaks well in the conversations. I don't Big Jeff hit me and said you was tripping too, man. I'm gonna read you what he said. <laughs> you gonna read it on? Of, I got, I got like three, oh, no, four you got, feedbacks. Well, you gotta rate on the yeah. official, man. Wait till we get to the official, because I <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, but uh, speaking of that, we do this podcast thing for many reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is that it makes us happy. With happiness, how much work or not work is it to be genuinely happy? Man, being happy is fucking hard. I told, I thought I've talked about this on here before. Like my my therapist asked me, like nigga, like. What what do you do for fun? Like nigga, when is you happy? Like when do you get to smile? And he wasn't saying that because I my friends are angry, dude. He's just like what you said before. Like you just seem so serious. Like when do you let loose? Mm-hmm. Um This is letting loose with me. You know? <laughs> like being serious is kind of like my happy place. Like I like if I'm doing something or working on something, I'm enjoying it, but I'm focused. I'm not one of those people that can do three, four, five things at the same time and kiki and kaka with you and still get my work done. Like I need to be locked in. And then when I and I do stuff relatively quickly. So um I like to focus on it and get to the happy part. But when you talk about being happy and is it hard work? Absolutely, bro. Because some people think that happiness is just a constant state. You have to work and want to be happy, bro. Like, it ain't nothing that's going to fall in your lap. It ain't nothing that's like, well, once I do this, I'll be happy. Once I get here, I'll be happy. That shit don't work that way. And I think a lot of us get caught up in, I have to have things to make me happy. When the secret or the trick that I've heard and what's worked best for me is, I have to be happy in the process of obtaining these things if I'm gonna genuinely be happy. It can't be 
oh i'm gonna make a million dollars then i'll be happy it has to be what can i do that makes me happy and can make me the million dollars and if i don't make the million dollars it's not a failure because you know what i enjoyed this process so I think happiness starts with the enjoyment of the processes and the things you do on a daily basis. And you got to acknowledge shit. Like I, I used to, like you you have to be like, damn, that was a good job. Or that was a bad job. You like really have to purposely do that shit. Like you can get so caught up in the, you can get caught up in the uh, negative talk that's in your head because most of us don't learn not to, to, to use it or do it. Mm-hmm. And that translates to you consistently being in that place where you're talking down on yourself, saying, oh, man, shit don't never work out for me. Oh, and then your life started to look like that. Yeah. However, if you think oh, I can do this, I'm good at this. I'm happy. It sounds corny and cliche, but it works. That's like that's literally how you have how you have to carry it to be happy from my experience it ain't nothing that's just gonna find you you gotta go like look for happiness and what really makes you happy Mm -hmm. yeah what you say yeah i agree um you kind of got first though i I like to always ask how did you come up where you come what made this come to you uh in a previous episode and i'll elaborate later but previous episode once we got done recording I realized I got a lot of built up anger. Had a lot of built up anger. Um and then I just have these moments of let me just fast forward to the question, but I have these moments of good and bad moments, like just from an emotional standpoint. Sometimes something will come over me so crazy. Like even today something came over me so crazy where it just I was in tears because I was just like, man. You know, some days I just feel up and some days I feel down and it's just like I can't even explain it, but it's it's it gets heavy. But anyway, so happiness, I was thinking about this weeks ago uh, and you kind of answered the second part of it, too. But like, I think us as as people, the human race, we have the wrong idea of it because we think that it's a destination. We, we chase goals to say, OK, I'm going to land on the happy island. I'm here. I want to stay here. I want to remain here. But the reality is we wasn't created to just have that one emotion. That helps me a lot, actually, because without that understanding, I would be like, why do I feel like this? I just want to be happy. I just want to be. That's why a lot of relationships and a lot of things don't work out for people because they think they have to be rooted. They're going to stick to one thing all the time in an emotional standpoint. But you can't keep one emotion when life is things are changing forever around you it's impossible because you were happy while things were like they were in that moment but that moment leaves and another moment comes you can't you're not going to stay happy when the moments keep changing because it calls for different emotions so it is work like you said yeah part of that work so like we always talk about the music and how we're conditioned you try to have this Growing up, especially when I did, you have this persona, this hard edge, nigga. I'm tough, nigga. I'm, I'm this and I'm that. What that conditions you to do, like you can't take time out to acknowledge the good stuff. Like it's lame or it looks soft from my generation. People, like, oh, I, I had fun. Like I can count on probably one hand how many times, like I, I told my homeboys after going to have fun, like that was fun. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Just even just acknowledging it goes a long way, and I try to do that. Now. Mm-hmm. Like nigga, um, 
I even think about that. How often do you say to yourself after something good happens to you, like, damn, that made me happy? <laughs> like, I had to think about that when my uh, the therapist asked me, and he was like, bro, what makes you happy? Like, you have to, you brought up a good point because your emotions change all the time, and happiness is not a destination. In order to enjoy stuff, you have to acknowledge it. Exactly. Just like when you be like, God damn, I'm having a bad day, or God damn, my <laughs> luck ain't never good. Why does dumb shit always happen to me? Like, people, I got homeboys that do that. Like, man, it's always, my food always come out last, man. Like, I, why, why my food all? Why it gotta be me, man? Why is it always me? And guess what happened? It's always you. Yeah. Putting that in the universe. <laughs> that shit is real. Yeah, Lame it as it sounds, bro. It is, like though. the people who are happiest are the people who like acknowledge being happy. I feel yeah. great today, nigga. Find something to be happy about today. I did this and it was awesome. Like I went to um two, three weeks ago. I took off work the full day. I went to go play golf with a couple of guys from Dead End, bro. We went out there at, at nine o'clock in the morning. We weren't done till like four thirty. Mm. That's how long it took us. But it was just four black dudes out there playing golf on a Monday who had similar interests, weren't worried about no job. We were all learning the game, so it wasn't really competitive. And I had to tell myself, like, damn, this is fun. At my age, I'm nice. having fun. This is cool. Wow. And it made me want to do that more. Okay, so how you do that more? You got to work hard. You got to make it when you ain't got to go to work at all. And you can do this anytime you want yeah. to. But it's a stepping stone that you got to acknowledge stuff that does make you happy. And then it gives you more motivation mm -hmm. to work towards that stuff. Mm -hmm. But as long as you in that in that bag, like what you said, one of the biggest things about what you said is you acknowledge and know that I mean, I, I'm, I'm tripping, bro. I got some aggression or some anger built up i'm snapping on people like let me take a step back bro let me just take a breath meditate whatever it may be but knowing that you in that space and this stuff is ticking you off way too easily as a black man especially how we get looked at yeah. and don't get the benefit of the doubt you gotta be able to point that shit out and be like you know what man let me just I need a day to myself, nigga. I'm like the win. I'm taking me a spot, day, nigga. Whatever <laughs> you're going to play golf or whatever it may be, you gotta be able to acknowledge that as a man, bro. Like you, women ain't the only one to get to do that. Oh, uh, you're absolutely right, and that is so dope. God, like man, I can't wait to get out there on the course. I'm gonna be so trash, but I can't wait to get out there with y'all because I am crazy super is, here bro. for golf. You know what the crazy thing is? You don't know till you get out there. What? Everybody's trash. Ah, like, okay, unless it's cool. just some nigga unless it's some nigga that's like, like a pro for real that you see on TV like most of the people you get out there 80% they sorry just like you oh cool all sorry. you gotta do is learn. once you learn how to do it though you'll be less sorry less often but you're still gonna be sorry it ain't no good <laughs> golf players out there bro, unless they pro that's I one believe, thing I, I had to learn that. too once I got out there I was like oh yeah niggas is terrible too like I, I thought I was gonna do guys. all this work like, yeah niggas is terrible yeah all y'all niggas are terrible Man, my kind of that guys. make it more fun too. It man. do, like, yeah. You, you don't have this high, like high and mighty, like you like. Shit, I'm trying to figure this shit out, like you, bro. Right. Good job. You mean somebody hit a good shot versus being like, damn, because they be like, good job, bro. I, that was dope. I wish I could have done that just now. So yeah, I, I like golf, bro. You're gonna appreciate it when you get out there. Yeah. But yeah. like I say, the, the more of the story is acknowledging when you're having fun, acknowledging when you are happy saying it to yourself like damn that was fun i'm happy and also noticing like noticing when you in a bad space and be like man just give me like an hour i need mm -hmm. that's huge spike whatever it may be. i want to say two things one i'm proud of you bro for 
week, you know, many episodes ago at this point, I remember when I brought up the word happy or I mean fun, you were like, I mean, I ain't, I ain't saying no fun. I mean, you know, we had a good time, but I was like, bro, you had fun, you know, and I remember you just like, I ain't saying I had fun, but now <laughs> the growth of you saying, bro, I had fun. I don't care. I had fun and I loved it. It was good. It was cool. So, shouts out to that growth right there. Um, I will attribute this show for that. Like, you're right. Because I, I had to think about stuff like that more. Because it made me, when you even said it, like, I really never be like, oh, man, this is it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. What's wrong with that? It's like, bro, what's wrong with saying fun? Like, yeah, I'm grown. And if yeah. fun is a childish word, let me be childish here. You know what I mean? And then also, I think it's huge that uh, as we move on, but... I also think that it's huge that in a generation, um, in the, the advancement of technology and society uh, that's constantly telling us to go, 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 acknowledgement is not huge in our society because it, to acknowledge means to stop. Because to, to properly acknowledge, you can't acknowledge in passing something that actually means something to you. Something that is like whatever, like, oh, okay, I see you and keep moving. It don't mean that much to you. But if it means something to you, the acknowledgement actually takes time to stop. So to acknowledge that, yo, I'm having fun, I had to stop and acknowledge, yo, I'm happy at this moment. And we don't do that. So we, you're right. We do need to stop and say, yo, I'm, I, I had to stop and say, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty, you know what? Things are good. Like somebody say, how you doing? I actually stopped and took a moment and thought about it. I was like, I mean, my daughter's okay. My wife's fine. We're not struggling for nothing right now. I'm feeling pretty good health wise. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like stopping and embracing all of those pieces were is is super necessary. You know, or if you're not so good, then also saying like, man, you know what? I haven't even said this to nobody. I really ain't doing that that good right now. I am going through. Me and my my bro just got off the phone, having a deep conversation. It's amazing the maturation of our relationship, but that's going to be for a later episode because I'm going to have him on. Um, but he got to get through what he's going through right now. I told him that. He said he'd love to be a guest, but he got to get through what he's going through right now with baby mama stuff first. Because I like mm. he needs to be leveled because he's going he's in real time war. So I like, yeah, he mm. yeah, he got to get through that first. So he's at a level place so that we can then come here and just have a, a safe space for him to talk. But yeah, um, lastly, I want to ask on that note. Well, I, I guess I ain't gonna ask. I was just like the feeling of it, you know, the just the feeling of happiness. What what does that do to you? Like, does it make you smile? You know, does it does it make you more it humorous? You more- does it make you know the feeling itself, the endorphins that it shoots through? You know, because I always just think For dudes me. in the hood. I used to be like, dang man, I was like, man, I ain't that. Are y'all happy? I don't smile at all. I like, don't never smile. You know what I mean? I'm like, dang, they probably don't even know what it's like to be happy, man. Y'all like, man, Ooh, y'all on the fun. clock, twenty four. You know, so that's why I'm asking, <laughs> what does it feel uh, like? You know, like you know what? It, it feels like, especially now in my big age, like I got to do more of whatever I'm doing that made me happy, so I can get more happy feelings. Mm-hmm. So if it's work harder, God forbid. I mean, hopefully it's something that you like doing, but if it's working harder, if it's studying more, like whatever's going to get you to the destination of this place is providing me with the opportunities to be happy in certain moments. So like if it's harder work, if it's better circles of people, whatever it may be that you know that you put in work, it helps me want to work harder Mm -hmm. because I know 
associated in my head happiness comes with hard work because a lot of my happiness is being able to do whatever i want mm-hmm. and part of doing whatever you want you got to have the money to do that mm-hmm. so for me when i'm in one of those spaces i'm traveling or like i said out there playing golf or you know you're just somewhere where you ain't got to be worried about like just the everyday just mundaneness of money and bills and stuff that's when i'm happy and i know in order to do that i gotta work to do that you know so i put myself in a position where i can do that mm. does that make sense so yeah, it makes sense. Work yeah it make, makes sense because you know you, it's uh investment you know the more invest over here the more uh the payoff is over here you know essentially you know so i yeah, no totally happiness not free yeah <laughs> happiness uh, not free at all what about for you yeah um I get that what you're saying, like the hard work. Because sometimes for and people that are listening, like understand that like happiness doesn't have to be like necessarily a, a materialistic or a monetary thing. It can be something as simple as I like the feeling of successes, like working hard. Where it's like, yo, somebody acknowledged that I was working yeah. hard, or I had. 80 emails to get through and I got through all of them. Matter of fact, I'm waiting on emails. Whatever or, those... Or I did this study in and I bodied this test. You know what I, I mean? fucking great about this. Yeah. Like, oh, I, this presentation that I was supposed to do, I was nervous about nigga, I got up there and I killed it. Come That's on. happiness and you know how yeah. you get there. Like, I gotta study, I gotta practice, I gotta do some shit in the moment that ain't as fun as it would be for other shit I could be doing, like playing a video game or going out partying with your homeboys. Like, sometimes you gotta sacrifice for that happiness the overall what you really looking for you know what I'm saying like I can't if I want to go play golf for six hours on a Monday I can't sit here and play video games three hours every Mm, night it ain't gonna work you know what I'm saying like you just don't work that way so you gotta know where to give and take it yeah I hear that so you you feel that well Frank Ocean Nostalgic Ultra why why does that resonate with you so much as far as R&B cuz that's 2011 so that's a grip ago now. What 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 resonated with that album cuz I like that I like that te- mixtape album however people want to cover it. I like it too, but I'm interested to see why does that one resonate out of a lot of stuff that kind of came around that time and even a little further. You know what for me I think it was the honesty, man. Like the first song that I heard from it I believe was that um what is it? Girl, I can't feel my face. Oh, on the radio that Nova came? Well, I heard it just on the big tape or something that Nova came. Mm-hmm. And it's just that that was a different vibe. I think oh, Weekend, it was. like House of Balloons was out kind of in a similar yeah. vibe, but that yep. was too coked out for me. But, Definitely but coked the, out. The, Never the seen Frank him get Ocean, this. <laughs> nah. The Frank Ocean, though, it was like, like just different. He was mm-hmm. being honest. And it's before like the stuff came out of him. Yeah, the big reveal. Bisexual, which, you know, I mean, I ain't got... I don't care what type of lifestyle he lives, but that cloud wasn't over the music. Yeah. You know, a lot of us straight males are very homophobic. <laughs> you don't want to be a man. Is he singing about a dude? Bro, will you yeah, run it back? Which is crazy. Like, oh. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But it's <laughs> another conversation for Bro. another day. But when that dropped, it was that mixtape, and then he dropped a single that's not on there called Acura Integra Girl. And that was like oh, yeah. a minute and 30 seconds. Yeah. And it was just like, that shit, he was telling a real deal story, man. Mm-hmm. And R&B, you usually don't get that. It's a whole lot of sappy, 
mm-hmm. baby take me back begging and shit which you mm-hmm. know that's definitely not my personality yeah okay so that, that makes sense this there was a, yeah this is like this was a different story like he was just he i feel like he was just in his bag like the song songs for women is one of my favorite songs yeah uh, we Chico. all cry yeah, yeah. Every time somebody asks me, <laughs> that that, was, that's that one. Oh, yeah, that, he was getting fire. it off. <laughs> he was getting off, nigga. Yeah, he was. <laughs> we all cry. Yeah. That's fire. Like I just, it was just a different story. It was and definitely it, it, it different. Was, yeah, it was like a more. It was a new R and B. I nip, I didn't fall into the rest of the stuff that came after him, or that maybe he birthed, mm-hmm. just because I just wasn't into R and B as much. But yeah, that 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 album though, I yeah. still I wish that was on like streaming services. It still ain't made it to streaming services yet, which is crazy. Yeah. What? What about yeah, you? Was that big on your radar? It's not big on my radar, but <laughs> me and my wife many years ago, that was around 2011 when that album came out. And we used to smoke weed, bro. So yeah, totally. So there's always this significant moment, bro. So you remember this? As soon as I say it, you'll be like, "Oh, I remember that song." We was in the bathroom. We this when we first started smoking weed. Very, very new. Hot boxing in the apartment. Wait, wait, oh. <laughs> <laughs> bro. Y'all had no. to smoke in the bathroom. Well, we were so spooked out. We were no, just. I know what you mean. Though. You, you know what I mean? You're like, bro. I That's know. why I it was so funny, though. Yeah. You didn't want your apartment smelling like weed. That's our first apartment. Yeah, we yeah, young, yeah. 20, 21. That's you know. That's funny. Yeah. So That's we get in there, and so we're like, man, let's, I'm like, man, I like this Frank Ocean normal. I said, man, because we always kept trying to find the right vibe when we was getting high in the bathroom. So we getting high in the bathroom, bro. And then you hear that murder, 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 she wrote. Yeah, so, but bro, what tripped us out, <laughs> when you get to the end of the song, the and it starts to slow down. Yeah, yeah, then it starts slowing. Murder, murder. Bro, our high was so easy. Like, yo, is this really? Man. Bro, <laughs> you smoke crack, don't you? Like, bro, that had us trip. I had to go back and listen sober. I'm like, okay, we weren't tripping because, bro, I would, me and her was spooked out. Like, yo, oh, you thought I was just high. Yeah, we down. was like, why? Is you slowing down to you too? Bro. That's funny. So I'll always remember that, but I, I'm a big fan of the, the artwork. Like, I always said I wanted to have a. The old car. Man, like, I always said. And that matched the feel of the It does. Yeah. I'm huge on that just from, a, you know, a graphic stamp that all that means stuff to me maybe some people maybe not but for me that just makes stuff so much better when the cover lines up with the vibe you're on the way to a classic to me a lot of times a lot of times i mean there's been bad covers that probably got class i mean master p you know, you know his covers wasn't great but you know he's definitely got classics there Easy, but no. but Easy. yeah i'd last for me what the those covers covers yeah those are best covers in hip hop that was the time you had yes. to be there, man. Talking like about being a pixel, there, bro. Yeah, you had to be there, man. What was like what was so good? What was so was, dope about them? Like some of them were like, you know, how regular CD covers are. People that are under a certain age don't even know what we're talking about. We've totally lost them now. Oh but yeah, definitely right. When you talking about a CD, you remember it was that hard plastic case, right? Mm-hmm. The clear one that all CDs came in. Mm-hmm. He switched the game up. He has like the color, like a different color plastic. 
It was a oh. totally different thing yeah. with how his CDs came, and it kind of added to the collection, man. That's fine. Like you were waiting, you were waiting on, and, and the best thing about Pete, one of the reasons why you were able, why you bought the CDs every two weeks, nigga, was a brilliant marketer. Like oh, you see, when, when you bought it and you open that CD book and you say, "Oh man, this coming up next, this coming up next," like that got you ready for it. That nigga didn't have to have no marketing campaign, anything else other than that coming soon on the inside of the br- uh, the booklet, man. We used to be so hype about that. That's so fire. That, yeah, it's a different time, but but still. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I, I you know I'm so weird that I think about <laughs> you. We we talk about not really being in the music as much anymore because of our journey and kind of where we're at. And so I always think about okay, what could somebody do to get me excited? Honestly, from a musical standpoint, I'm like. What kicks y'all do? And I think about this a lot, bro, because I'm like, what'd you come up with? I mean, well, first I had to go back to, and I'm gonna ask you, like we talk about rollouts. I know y'all probably done it on deck before, but I go back to when was like the dopest rollout that I've come across as of recent, and I went back to Childish Gambino because the internet. And I missed that rollout. Okay, so the rollout was he had because the internet he had a like a little website, little F- FTP or some kind of website, HTML type thing that you play the album with it and it had a script to go with the album. You read the script and then it'll tell you play song here. So you you play the song and stop. Then you keep reading through and then on top of all that, bro, he tied that from his first album, uh, Camp, and he basically was the, the boy in that album, grown up. And and so he's telling this story, you go through it, and then in his interviews, he was dressed up in the same clothes. So he was playing a character in real life, but people didn't know if this was Childish Gambino being himself. But then until you realize, like, oh, he's he's living it all the way through. He's playing the character on Breakfast Club with the little trucker hat and the I'm like, oh, he's going all the way, bro. That's when I was like, oh yeah, that's different right there. Like that type of rollout, that that kind of commitment to I'm creating an experience is fire to me. And I'm been a much softy. For me, the rollout that gets me is like the authenticity. Like if it shit seem natural, it ain't like I'm putting a lot to it. Like as of recent, the best rollout was uh, that 2014. Damn, it's not even recent. Though. It's been 10 years. <laughs> I had 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Okay. Went back to uh, my old hometown. Yeah. This is the house my mom grew up in. I'm taking yeah. pictures on the roof. I'm letting people come listen to the album in my mm-hmm. old house. Like that shit, that shit really resonated as far as uh, and J Cole turned the corner right there too. It resonated. Oh yeah, definitely. So just him being a different artist. And that shit yeah. was. It, it it seemed real. Yeah, it, it did. didn't seem manufactured or fake. That was the last great rollout that I remember. I about to say I thought you liked Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. I know you was, you're a Chains fan, and you like yeah, that pink, the Pink guy. House that joint. Was the Pink House was fire. Two Chains really good at that. Yeah, Adam Brown was more big on that than me. But that, oh, it was, was him. Boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he liked it a lot. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm with you. I think that works too. Like Cole, and I remember putting out the little doc. You know, kind of putting out the doc yeah, before, like, like it was on HBO. Yeah, it was. It was. I was. I mean, that album changed my life. We talk about that. Me and you both have that in common with Cole. Is that 2014? Every time you talk about it on your on on deck, I'm always right there with you. Everything you're saying, I'm like, I'm right there with him because I'm like, bro, I was going through a time, and when that album came out, it really helped me get true to myself, like in in a whole different way with his energy and where he was. Grew the hair out, back at the crib. 
you know, singing a little bit on the album just it wasn't sounding that great at moments, but it was like that that no such thing as life better than yours, bro. Man, I can write a paper on that song. Like, come on, dude. Like, no such thing as life is better than piano on that thing, the drum pattern. <sighs> Anyways, man, you know we can do me. We can talk music all day. I just like to kind of, but I just brought all that up to kind of touch more into the soul of like what resonates with us I know sometimes music get a bad rap on this pod just because we talk about kind of the influential part of it but it also has positive influ- influences on us too and I, I kind of just wanted to kind of bring yeah, something in earlier this week like yesterday I was in kind of a funk I put some uh, like some Pac on I was listening to some All Eyes on Me mm. I was listening to some uh, that's what I did to Dobie that's my boy Recipes. I was just T.I. Yeah, like it got me back where I needed to be before I had to record yesterday. We did it. So. Why, why that? Sometimes, yeah. What's that? Sometimes you just be like, blah. Like, I mean, we're going to talk about it with the pre-show here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, sometimes you just be like, blah, and you need, sometimes that music is good. You remember a time, you remember a place, oh, okay. how you felt, and that shit like that. You're like, ah, yeah. Like, yeah. sometimes you just... I don't know if you feel this way. It would like just everything feels like redundant and the same mm-hmm. day after day. So you know, mm-hmm. let me switch it up. Let me stop listening to podcasts. Let me take a walk. Okay. Listen to some pop. Go okay. word for word with him oh, on some shit. I see where you going. Like, you know, a motherfucker. Pull I see up where you going. You, you see them looking. You be like, oh shit, man. I was into that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> One of them. And sometimes I might look kind of quick, go back to it. Like, yeah, I'm right. And then be like, fuck it. I'm I'm into it. I'm here, bro. Like, what? Some days out of the week, you just need that. Like, a podcast don't do it. A book don't do it. Yeah. The silence don't do it. Sometimes you just need that. Like, for me, it's Pac, Master P, it's UGK, it's 8 Ball, MJG, it's Scarface. Like, just putting that on, remembering when I heard that, where I was when I heard that, how I felt when I heard that, what was going on. Like, it just. Give you some appreciation. I one for where you at now, where you came from, what you learned since yeah. you were taking these lyrics in, what you thought was law back then versus oh, now yeah. being an adult. It, it triggers a lot of thoughts and emotions. So I just needed that little spark yesterday, and it helped. Some okay. good old pot. I got a. I actually got a playlist on Spotify. It's probably about eight hundred songs or so. Um. Yeah, song playlist? it took me a few days. I was doing it at work. We was just mad slow. Just this was days? years ago. That would have took me years, nigga. Yeah, it was because everything kind of was in the same. Like you keep flowing. It, I don't. Same I can't thing. even explain like how I. It might have been the, the the interface of how Spotify used to be set up was different. Like the you may also like used to be like right on the side, so you can kind of jump to the next and the next. But like all of them songs, I think I got it from like little kid all the way up to. I think like my freshman year of college or something like that. I don't go after I've gotten out of college. So I go all the way from that on and like every song. I mean, I can remember the house party when I hear this certain Trey songs album ready or or I can remember, you know, certain snap songs. I'm like, oh, that's when me and my brother would be doing the dances in high school, really trying to, you know, everything dance at the parties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would only do it because of him. Like kid and play dance. Yep. Like kid and play. Mm hmm. Yeah, my brother was the more outgoing one, but I would utilize that to, you know, get some clout, really, because I was never I was more of a quiet kid, but I would just utilize it like he was loud with it and had attitude about it. And I just ride away. Like, but I knew how to dance. Too, be so. Like, come bust the move with me. Come bust the move. With me. Yeah. Come but then I try to I try to ride the wave a little too much. He really wanted to go about his business with his friends like the girl. Well, you know, he mostly female friends, whatever. But like, 
He's like, nah, man. I'm about to. I'm like, man, come on, man. This is our song, man. We practice this. And it's like, nah. I was like, all right, come that was probably it. Yeah. But but I got it off. I mean, the teachers was like, Maurice, I didn't know you could dance like that. You know. Yeah, you know, had my little fame for a little little bit and <laughs> that was death. But hilarious. If I could I would love to talk to him about it, but he, he got he got a ways to go on his journey. Um But since we're here on this talking about a ways to go. Spike, I wanted to ask you this, and this is, I'm very interested to see where you take it or how you feel about it. What are you scared of? What is a fear of yours? I know I just dropped right in there on the heaviness, but. Right. It's a short left turn. <laughs> right. So at what point uh, did you start smoking crack? No, just, right. right. Smoke crack, don't you? Jump. <laughs> Jump. Uh, <laughs> man, you know what? For me, it's not being good and stuff. Hmm. I guess it kind of fits my personality for what, like perfectionist or whatnot. But I, I really fear like, like being ridiculed for being like bad at something. I can't take, like I can take jokes. Like, I can joke with you, but oh, nigga, like you were terrible at this. That that stings. Yeah. So I'm. I have a, a real fear of like. Oh, you suck at this. Oh, you can't do this. Like for me, I'm almost so egotistical that I wouldn't even want to try it if I don't feel like I can do it. And I know fail, and, and that's one of the parts in my journey, as we were just talking about. Like failures are part of it, mm-hmm. but I didn't really get that until I get a p- failures are part of your journey, I should say. Until I got old, I didn't really get that. I thought you could just pick up shit, be good at it, because you wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. But you gotta like practice, like practice. We talked about my homework habits and shit. Like I'm not a good studier or mm-hmm. practicer. I like to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. We say we're gonna do it. Let's do it. Let's figure out how to get good at it. But let's at least do it. I don't want to continue this meaningless repetition of it just to try and get good at it when I need to do it. Just mm-hmm. let me do it. But that ain't correct. That's not right. You don't learn that way. Yeah. You don't get good at shit that way. That's just a personality thing for me. So when you're talking about fear. It's, for me, it's, it's just like being stagnant, being in the same place, failing, going backwards, people not being proud of you, people looking at you and being like, man, that nigga could have did this, but look at it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like those things, those how are the much, things that scare me the most. How much, <clears throat> how much do you or don't you think about it? All the time. Every yeah. day. Okay. Every day. All the time. Okay. Am great. I doing enough? Not great. Am I doing the right thing? Yeah. Is this perfect? Is this right? Is this good? Okay. Am I doing this the right good. way? Mm-hmm. What more should I be doing? Am yeah. I doing enough? Like all of that shit every day. I'm mm-hmm. always in my head about this stuff. Okay. It. <clears throat> how much of a habit do you think you need to apply in order to keep pressing forward? Because I imagine when you're in your head about it. You could stay there for a, a time, you know what I mean? And it's like it makes you procrastinate. Yeah, yeah so it's like, bro, I gotta get out of there because if I do yeah. that, it'll keep me from doing this, and I need to do this at this moment. I gotta get out of that thought and get out of. How is that a challenge at all for you, or have you got it kind of down a little bit to a T as far as like, uh, just when you're feeling them thoughts coming on week after week and you're getting ready to pod and you're getting ready to because that's pretty much it seems like that takes up a lot of your time uh outside you know as far as where your focus is from a personal standpoint and probably many more things when you're going in week after week and you're, you're you know you're building building the brand of spike glue and you're 
going to different shows and doing your your due diligence when those thoughts are coming you know when you're thinking about it like ah, i'm about to go do this do this and that and when, however i don't know when they come before the episode after the episode when you ain't doing none at all but how much of it do you have it to a science as far as pushing them thoughts away to be able to achieve today's objective you have to be realistic with yourself right like that's one of the main things about it so even with those thoughts coming up there's a love for this that i have that makes me push through those it makes me push through to maybe nobody's listening maybe what you're saying is about to be dumb maybe your take is off maybe you don't know all the facts all of those things but there's a love for this that i have where i want to do it get better be better at it that helps me push through those things but still you always wonder like i get <laughs> this is what, so i give you an example of like just of what we're talking about here. like even today in the group chat like we would i asked this question you you familiar with him extra? He was on the show. Yeah, him extra, a real snazzy little motherfucker. Like so, <laughs> real smart ass. Snazzy. So yeah, snazzy little nigga, man. Happy. <laughs> snazzy. So, so we were having this conversation about uh, who's better, MJG or Young Dro. Hmm. And and it was just a random question. Okay. M, and M extra is a heavy Atlanta bias mm-hmm. nigga. Of course, this nigga said Young Dro, but I was surprised. Most of the other niggas in the group chat were saying Young Dro too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to the point of what I'm making, <laughs> he posted. I posted up an MJG verse, and I was like, "Man, Young Dro never. Young Dro can rap for the rest of his life, and he'll never have a verse this good." Talking about MJG, right? So hours later, the American comes back. He posts some random ass. Some random ass young dro and DJ drama and for real song talking about all this versus killing that. And I was like, Yeah, I never heard of it. Never heard of it. He's like, Okay, Mr. Hip Hop Podcaster. <laughs> and you know, with the little eye roll, right? <laughs> yeah. It gets better. It gets better though. So <laughs> he and I have this type of relationship. Yes. But I still have to process these things and understand that he's joking, right? So next I say, Well, it's not put the little asterisk right there when you're correcting somebody. Is lifestyle podcaster now. If you Google it, you'll find a lot of different shows that I'm on. Oh, that shit. <laughs> oh, you're one of those. No, because he is though. You got to meet. No, him with y'all. That that's why y'all too. Because y'all yeah, you both have to meet him with that energy. You're pretty snazzy too. <laughs> only just, when pressed though. Only. You, only. When you're not outwardly, but you're yeah, definitely like you inwardly snazzy. Yeah, you come like, I can me, see I'm y'all too. Yes, 100. Oh man. I can see this. So, <laughs> I, I wish I was there to see this because you two going back and forth. Oh my god! So, he had a good one next though. He was like, "Well, until the check clears for all those podcasts, you're just a regular oh, joke." Oh, <laughs> yo! Because I posted it. Because I posted the Joe Buddy thing, and uh, when I said I do it's all the podcasts, but so I met him actually through J Hove, and I did my next was like, "See, it be your own people." You introduce this nigga to us, Jay. Like bring it. <laughs> even I don't even know this nigga. Right. <laughs> but he thought he thought that which I did for a slight moment because this is my personality. He thought that I took it more personally than I did. He's like, we're just joking here, right? And I was like, you're right, touche. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that that was funny. But still being said to the point that we're having, I still feel like those thoughts are in people's heads. So that's the thing yep. that makes me go and be like. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this the best. I'm gonna be a bad motherfucker when I do this. 
Because even the people who are around you who may be supporting you and it could be in the back of their head, like, I'm wasting this time. This will never turn into any fruition, anything of that nature. So anytime wow. that I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. I'm keeping that in my head just from a personality trait or whatnot. Like, I'm going to be the best motherfucker to do this. Like, no one is going to listen to me do this and be like, oh, he's wasting his time. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm always going to have a perspective, an idea or whatever it may be because this is what I love to do. So mm-hmm. to your point of like, what are you scared of and how do you prepare mentally each time before each show i guess it's the critics and it's just wanting to be good at like why put all of that shit in the back of my mind like i can be going i've potted through some shit like just going through personal shit in my life of course like animal brown and i have celebrated 10 years throughout those 10 years there have been a lot of changes that have gone through and nigga tuesday come up monday come up we're recording this podcast yeah None of that shit ain't got nothing to do with it. So put it on the back burner. Get the people this hour, this hour and a half. Figure the rest of the shit out later. Mm. This is really the only place because I love it so much that I'm able to compartmentalize as I do. Other times I wear my shit on my sleep. Like I'm at work and I'm feeling down. Like you'll see that. Like I'm around people and I ain't really feeling it. You'll see that. Mm. But with this, since I'm into this like I am, you're not going to know what's going on Mm. other than what I'm bringing to this and being really good at it. This is like the real job. Yeah, this. So now I have to be away because this is the creation of Spike Lou. Like this is what I'm leaning into to be. So there is no. Oh man, you take the take a day off, or you get to be mopey, or say like, nah, got to do it. So that's how you deal with it, or how I deal with it. What what say you though? Like when you get in those places, you deal with those things. What are some of your triggers? What pushes you through? I'm I'm gonna kind of save some of that, but what I will say because. When we get to the other part of the episode, I'm gonna kinda I'm not gonna go I ain't gonna go all the way into it, but I'm you talk about potting through something, I'm definitely potting through something. So yeah. uh but when it comes to like it's hard to like yeah. just not I hate to cut you off. I hate when you're like at work or mm-hmm. you're doing something that ain't really a calling, it's just it's not a passion. Mm-hmm. And people are like, Oh yeah, life happens, man, you gotta push through it. But the difference is like I don't wanna do this. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to talk of to this. you about what's going on. <laughs> yeah. None of it, bro. So get out of my face. Yeah, you're walking down my aisle, to. brother. You're yeah, like down my move. Aisle. So, yes. but with this though, I, I I don't take that approach. Like if like if me and AB were pulling the show, we were getting ready to do a show, and he was like, "Bro, you okay?" I would really have to step back and be like, "Oh, you like we doing this? We've been doing this for a year now. Shout out to us. This is a year today, um, June." First week in June. Well, excuse June, me. June second is the first release. Yeah, yes, my second, wife's birthday. Week. Crazy. Yeah. So we'll yeah. be we coming up on a year, two, ten years, phone deck, one year for this man. Great brands being built. But be tell me, hey, Louis, turn off. I would really have to step back and reevaluate because this is where I feel like I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can par through it. It's like with basketball players, something going on, nigga. I love hooping. I'm going out here to hoop. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with the Brett Farr story. His dad died. He was supposed to sit a game out. Like, no, I'm going to play. That's mm-hmm. probably one of the best games of his career. Yeah. This is my that. sanctuary. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when it comes to this, I can put it on the back burner. We're going to push through because I love to do this. But anything else, man, yeah, I wear my emotions on my sleeve <laughs> for a lot. Do you, get away from it. But do you realize that as much as you want to pursue undeniability in this space, there's still going to be somebody. Yes. Yes. And they may even make great points. 
They may make great points. Somebody can be completely wrong, but make great points. And because they're passionate about what they think, contrary to what the majority feels. Mm. So many people be like, oh man, that uh, drink champs is. Haters, drink, you talking about these people? You could, yeah, you could call them. You could call them haters, but they may not come off as a hater. They may come off as it's just an opinion, no, nothing. No, you know what I mean? But like somebody be like drink champs, man, this is fire. Yo, they get the best interviews. Yo, they be getting these moments. They they got the finger, the pulse on the culture. And then you know somebody come by and be like. I don't, I don't think it's really that good, and they have it like this is why, and they go into it like a little pocket of explaining why, you know what I mean? So it's like you're like, dang, is he hating? And it doesn't, but I'm saying that's a part of the journey. Like we talk about failure, you talk about that. I understand? Because I know we talked about on another episode where with like comments, rather good comments or acknowledgement, bad or good about any statement or anything you're doing in this space. Gotta gotta be prepared for that. You know, cause yeah. somebody's gonna bro, I told you, like people somebody a few times somebody hit me on IG on stuff and I really didn't like it, bro. I was just like, What? What's like, an example? Give me an example. All right, here's one example. It, this really had me mad. Like I was bored. You reeled it off. You was ready for it too. Oh uh, boy, I was bored. I, I you know, so when I first created the Good Earner Pod uh Sopranos IG, I'm making this stuff, making funny stuff, really into it. And then somebody DMs me r- randomly and he just all all it said in there, it wouldn't even say nothing. It was a emoji and it was a spade. And bro, when I tell you I got pissed. Why? I because I know I know what that I know what that means. What does that mean? That's what like a racial, that's a racial slur. Like a black it was a white slur. dude. Yeah. So it was like it, it that's all it was. It, DM spade. Nothing else. No words. Nothing. <laughs> Nigga, I was so mad, bro. I was like, and I was like, I was talking to my wife. I was like, man, nigga, I ain't even like, bro, I'm just crazy stuff. Like, what is this? Why is this necessary? You don't even know. Like, I'm all the way in that spot. You don't even know me. You hit me with the racial slur, bro. I'm not doing why, anything why offensive. <laughs> like, bro, I just was so mad because it's like, bro, you don't be even looking for it. And somebody hits you with that. Oh. Bro, <laughs> I was right. so pissed, bro. Yeah, that was why, so what, how do you know? Like, why did you take it that way, though? Is that something that I'm missing? Like, is that like a racial thing? Yeah, it's like it's, it's like out? okay, it's like shine, spook, a uh, spade. Yeah, like, that's a, a, so I mean, like it was the black spade. Yeah, and was so the that, king of spades. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the king of spades, all right. Dude. Uh, but no, that is that's just one of them slurs like spook, like you know. Uh, Shine, um, yeah, yeah, I, I get what you know. You know, you know I, I would have never known. I would, yeah, never, like I'm so I, oblivious to some shit. But I would have just scrolled past. It. But I get what you're saying. But, so yeah, you but the up. fact that I knew, I was just like, because it's like you went out your way to DM me this. You're not even a follower. That was crazy to me. You know what I mean? So, but eventually, I snapped out of it. Kept on moving. Then sometimes you'll get something, and somebody may say something, and be like, ah, okay, that is a little distasteful. Let me remove this. But see, one of the things I'm used to that though, like one of the things that that really <laughs> I'm usually of a difference of opinions from most of the people in my friend. So I'm used to the darts of nigga. What are you talking about? You're wrong. How do you see it that way? That's yeah. crazy, Lou. Like I'm that person probably in my friend group. Most most friend groups that I have, like I'm the one that's like, well, what about this? And my but, like, but here's the crazy. but here but here's the challenge though, Lou. Mm-hmm. You 
that's friends. You're you're in a pod space to reach past it. Obviously, you got friends. When you got friends like these, I told you I am being an extra. If you got friends like that, bro, who needs enemies? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but it still resonate. It's still gonna resonate different because it because when it's somebody you don't know, let's say they're a follower of yours or they've been listening or whatever it is, and they may hit you with like a long DM about something or whatever. It's like you don't have a real gauge for how well this person knows you based on what you've presented. So they have an idea of you. Like J. Cole talks about in his raps, like meeting a stranger that knows all these things about you, you know, yeah. based on like the reveal. And, and now right. you got, you have this show. 10 years of podcasting. And, yeah, and, show, right? and now this show is really, t- you know, pulling the curtain back on who Spike Lewis. So somebody deep, come up talking to me. Bro, about being that, a, yeah, that'd no. be crazy. so then you'd be like, you, your feelings kind of will, might be slightly hurt. Like, dang, they really... They really think that of me, and you, I'm like, oh, they don't know me, but they kind of do. Well, see, that's that's well, that's a good point that you bring up. It doesn't bother you more coming from friends and family than it does strangers, because me, it does. Oh, it, it, it will bother you more because like, it bothers me. A yeah, lot. it does. Yeah, because they like, actually, yeah, they have investment is, in in the relationship <laughs> and emotions of they, so they know what they're doing. Intent, intent, bro, is a part of that. My family is ruthless, bro. Like you said, I'm snazzy. Like we all get it from our grandmother who passed like three years ago. Like we all get it from her. I'm probably to the lowest degree. Mm-hmm. My mom has it. My cut. Like all of us got the little snazzy, smart ass comebacks. Or just why did you even say that? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just went in town and we go to the feelings hurt. Can you still get your feelings hurt at this age? I'm for it. Like I, <laughs> I just went to Nashville this weekend and I put on some weight. First thing my mom said, "Well, you fat. Your shirt too little. Like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, but your mom like." Boom, there it is. I'm gonna hit you with it. Like nobody else would really say that with you. Yeah. You need to do something about that stomach, boy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what she said, like verbatim. Mm-hmm. And that, <laughs> it did hurt my feelings, though. I'm like, damn, she she, Cause right. she mean it. <laughs> Cause she, she mean, mean it. <laughs> hey, and don't give no two fucks about saying it. Yeah, like, you probably man. got it worse too. So because yeah. you got and that I'm, straight. Another thing, like I'm really self-conscious about my teeth. Cause like through a period, like I, I grind my teeth in my sleep. And at okay. one point it made one of my teeth come out. Ooh, and I, I'm okay. still going to the dentist like to go get it fixed. <laughs> I was like, "When you going to get your mouth fixed?" Oh, gosh, bro, look down, <laughs> dog. But look, just saying that and like, and then moving on. What you watching on TV? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's and she said that's a different way with it. Is, <sighs> what do you mean a different way? You just be like, no, nah, because like I said, I'm, I, I, that, that is the. The thick skin that I've built throughout the years and being in my family. That's why I appreciate and love them so much. Especially mm-hmm. now, and we'll get into this later on. But being around them, like those are the people that they, they gonna keep it real with you, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I speak about Dro a lot on this show. Like he's probably one all the way. Like I'm gonna let you know, bro. Like if you're bullshitting anything like that, I appreciate those people who don't. I I like directness, bro. Mm-hmm. Even if it hurts my feelings, even if it's like, damn. Yeah. What the fuck did you? I still appreciate people being direct. One of my pet peeves is people being sitting in front of you talking to you and trying to talk around the subject to get to a point. Oh my God, I hate that. Mm -hmm. So when it's family, like my, and that comes from my family being like that. Like, no one in my family really bites their tongue. When we go to events, like, you're going to get it. Yeah. But I think that Ranger or whatever. And I think that, yeah, people do that. I I, I don't have, I like directness too, but I just, I'm big on presentation. I don't don't talk like that. If that was me, it'd be a problem. 
with Will Sims. Now, yeah, that was my mom talking like that. Like, <laughs> when you gonna get your mouth fixed, Ma. Mama. What? She, I'm just saying, like, what, Mama? Don't, you, Ma, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do it like that. See, I, I ain't even take it. I, I take but but it that, like, that's what I'm saying. But that's how yeah, how you yeah. grew up versus like that's with anybody. Like anytime now, sometimes I still feel some type of way, even if you don't necessarily, you know, present it differently. Sometimes I can just read between the lines. Like most time with white people, I can read between the lines of. I don't want what, to though. That's my. I don't want to read between. I want you to say it. Stand on. Yeah, everybody different. I, I, I like that. I like nigga stand on it. You you got the the gall to come up to me and start conversation, but mm-hmm. you want to talk around the bush? Nah, go ahead and say it. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you. A lot of people back down from it. Yeah, they do. I mean, because people, it's it's because it's the fear of the unknown. I don't know what the reaction's going to be. I don't know what the results are going to be. So, in the middle of trying to make the statement, people are backtracking because they're they're trying to see a little. They're seeing a little bit of a facial expression. They're seeing how you kind of posture. So then they start turning the corner because they're they're trying to traject or project where they think this is about to land. And that's when people back out because the the fear of the unknown of the reaction. So grace. We talk about grace. We've talked about grace. We live grace when it comes to dealing with people. But I was thinking about a thought the other day about how much does relationships and information about people play a part in grace. I'm I, the reason I'm asking is because I'm very interested in how you navigate. You know, I've already spoke about people already know you. I feel like you have a a low tolerance <laughs> for certain type of people. You know, and a lot of people probably fall in that category in your day to day operations. But I'm interested to see. How do you how do you look at giving people grace? Somebody mess up your food, somebody accidentally step on your shoe, somebody may have cut you in line at the grocery store because they didn't see you there. Just these everyday things that you might see us black people particularly go off, but it may not mm. necessarily be necessary. I don't know. Maybe maybe one of the people now. I don't want to put too much there, but how do you navigate grace? What what is your general rule of thumb? That is a good question. Um, I feel like I get a pretty good read on people's energy. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if it's some genuine shit that they didn't mean to do, like you're saying, like, the the messing up food stuff, like, things of that nature, that don't really bother me. Somebody stepping on my shoes, like, if it wasn't intentional. Like, stuff like that really doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. It's the stuff when people are completely oblivious that's what really like nigga what are you doing like um i'm trying to think of something like just random that people do like like Like, walking across the street texting or something no 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 i ain't not that i'm talking about like people who like let's say like okay there's a one that'll burn me up like you next in line to order your food Mm mm-hmm you finna order some motherfucker that already done ordered or ain't ordered yet come on the top. I, I, I had an app order and they messed it up can you, you know how people like it just not mm-hmm. necessarily cutting in front of you like what you said cause maybe they didn't see you there or something of that nature but the okay. person who feel like what they got going on is way more important than everybody mm-hmm. else and what they got going on them is the people who I don't I don't want to give no grace to like those people like if you got those people almost seem like they got bad intentions to me 
times when I'm talking about the energy and, and, and what you pick up on stuff like people who because we all got to live in this world together hmm. so the people who are making it harder on other motherfuckers for no reason or for their own benefit those are the people that irritate me and I don't have any grace for it. Hmm. if it's an honest mistake if it's you know I'm saying I was doing this oh my bad I didn't mean to step on your shoes something of that nature then I, mean, I don't really care about that I don't want to exert too much effort into like a motherfucker that made a mistake and making mm-hmm. them feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. I don't look like I don't want to make people feel bad unless they had bad intentions mm-hmm. in the first place. What about you? Um, I got I got a pretty I, I did I do got a follow up too, but I, I got a pretty good long string for grace with people because I kind of. I'll process a lot of things before I believe that, okay, you intended to do something. Mm. I, what do you mean? Wait, wait, I, you I mean? really ride that benefit of the doubt. <laughs> like, I really, because you know what it is, bro. I, my issue, and my wife knows, like, I'll tell you an example, but like, my wife knows, for example, so we're looking at homes. You know, there's there's an app, Rently, for those that are familiar. Like, you can look at homes on your own. Great, great invention, because boy, I hate having tours with tour agents. Look at homes on your own. We go to a home. There's a car that's been in the driveway. So we look at the house across the street. We kind of, you know, you, you tend to like respect people like that are looking. You don't, you know, you don't really want to jump in there and try to tour with them. You kind of let them finish their thing, get in their car, and roll out. So we get there and they still there. So, but they're in the car in the driveway. So I'm like, all right, they about to pull out. We already parked on the side. I'm about to go and walk up. Then the lady's talking to me and I knew she was on BS. She was just like, oh, no, we, I've talked to the owner already. Uh, we've written this out. We already talked about basically trying to, like, detour us from viewing it because they want it and they felt, I guess, entitled. And so I don't even know. what She might have been Dominican. I don't know what she was. Anyway, she was just doing that. So I was just like. Before y'all went in there, she was Before we in there, just rolled the window down. Do you know? Because I know the owner and we talked and this is this house is off the market. We knew clearly it wasn't off the market because we wouldn't be able to get in. Like we we just looked at it, like you know what I'm saying on on the app or whatever. So me, I'm sitting there like, all right, man. Like I could have still just been like, all right, let's go check it out. But I'm like, whatever. My wife not feeling it. Like she ready to go off on her. Like who are you telling me what I can do? Like you, unless the owner come and tell me, which she had a great point. But for me, my issue is I don't trust my reactions. So before I go there with people. I will go back to that benefit of the doubt. That's my that's my issue, because I don't I remember how I was when I was younger. So I, a lot of times I gotta I have to give people a lot of grace because if I don't and it processes in me that you're disrespecting, I don't know what my reaction is going to be. And I know I I commit to <laughs> if I go there I'm committing. I'm I in struggle there. with that too. Yeah. I struggle with that. I, I struggle with that a lot because I'm more nonchalant because I know like okay if we finna do this we finna do it. <laughs> All yeah. we going all the way because I'm not gonna stop. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So oh, I, yeah. I do see what you're saying with that. And that's why I get most of my nonchalant attitude. So like in that situation with you, I'm not even listening to that lady. I'm <laughs> damn near probably would have kept walking while she was talking. Cause like mm-hmm. you said, my checklist would have been like, Well, the house still on here. Like, like clearly nobody's told us this. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And just made her feel dumb in that way. Or like you said, hit her with the logic that you saying in your head. Well, 
I wonder why it's still like I would just try to make her feel extremely dumb. Like, I wonder why it's still on the market. That's crazy, right? Oh man, like you, you mean you guys got it already? We can actually still go in there and walk around and look. I wonder why they doing that. Like I would just, you know, what I'm saying. See, I wish I had. If that. I was that engaged. See, but I don't have that. Ability. Oh, I got that asshole. See, but well, that, I have it, but it's not asshole. that. Like I can't. See, that's a that's a yeah, that's a trait. From what I've learned from you, you're gonna be more standoffish. Yeah, cause it's like because you feel disrespected. Well, yeah, cause it's like I wish. Cause see, there's a you're doing that, and that's a skill. Because there's a like you talked about AB about doing it, like having oh, okay, you ain't never oh, okay, cool. Like having that way to turn something into like funny. You're not. It's not really funny to you, but you're going in that form of emotion to kind of navigate over the anger, so to speak. I can't get if I could. I could get there. I would. I would. That would be my route. Because I got, I got, I am great with sarcasm. Like I tell I, you what, man. you know what got me? I I tell you what can help you with it if you want to do the homework <laughs> per se. The homework. Yeah, I read a book that taught me that. Uh, the practice of it is called mirroring, hmm. like a mirror, like you're looking in the mirror. So the thought process of it is like when you, when someone is saying something that you know is dumb or <laughs> something that just ain't online with it, repeat it back to them. Let them hear it. <laughs> And, and leave it at that. Like, and the older says, they, "Yeah, and then they gonna feel like uh, I now I gotta explain more. And now the more you try to explain this bullshit, the dumber you sound. So then repeat it back. Oh no! So yeah, like, they contacted you. And so they told you personally. Like, did they call? Was it a text? Like, how that happen? Damn! I, when was this today? Oh wow, man! Because I didn't get a notification, and I'm on something like what? Yeah, I'm saying like I would just. Yeah. This, it's, it's called Mirror and it's a book called uh, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss and he was a hostage negotiator and um, he starts the book off that way he's like he was uh, interviewing for the FBI and they were going through this whole interview process and they were trying to see was he a good negotiator oh I think and I know this dude were interviewing him like they started they was like okay your son's we're holding your son hostage and you gotta give us 10 million dollars or you won't get him back and like during his interview he said his response to that like they doing the interview they trying to see me he said he's like well how am i supposed to do that and i was like well we doing the interview he's like yeah but how am i supposed to get like just playing like aloof dumb with them mirroring them until people break because when people telling you bullshit they can't build you can't build on bullshit Mm-hmm. Like you can keep going down the bullshit route and lying to me and think that you're doing something, but the more you talk, the dumber it sounds. Mm. If it's bullshit, mm. so that's the top. That's what it is. Mirror. Mirror. I said it's a it's a video. Uh, that's fire. <laughs> I know that dude. He was on a, a while back when we did have Chris homework. Ross. Yeah, when I told you about Tim Ross, ironically, Chris, he was on there. I believe he was on yep. there. Uh, so um, he kind of talked. Yeah, that was that was a real interesting one. But uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It, it's like, see, here's you, you know what it so, is. One real quick, yeah. You'll be surprised once you start practicing that how it people feel obligated to start explaining the dumb mm-hmm. shit that they say. Yeah, because now they like they hear you say it, and they're like, oh shit, I heard how dumb this. <laughs> now I got to double down and yeah. say some more dumb. They ain't letting shit. it ride. They ain't letting you it just ride. keep doing it to them yep. until they finally like, damn, I'm like, I, ain't, I ain't got that. So, yeah, you're right. So see, here, here, my issue is. <clears throat> It's my um, reaction time. That's the issue. Like so, it's and we talk about that. We talked about reaction and we talk about the young, young, you know, young youth out here. Yeah. So it's like 
if I could get my Tony Soprano on, so to speak, and mm. take a good breather like he does, I probably could do that mirror because I got that sarcasm. I can do that. Like I, I can't tell you how great I am when it comes to flipping some sarcasm. But the yeah. problem is, I feel this internal clock of pressure to react, and it's like react or like, and, and then you know the era we grew up reacting. You got hold basically. Yeah. Like, so it's He's kind of make fun of you. You know, it's it is that thing because I I got you know I got clown growing up at moments, so there's still that part of me that's in there, even though I've outgrown it. But so yeah, but what you say? Um. Oh, okay. I remember what I was gonna ask. So taking it back to what you were saying about grace, with like the the so it seemed like narcissism is kind of an issue for you, right? Because you said like the person that clearly sees there there's a line. Yeah, yeah, narcissism is definitely. Okay. I, 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 yeah, 100%. People that think they holier than thou or carry themselves. Like, there's a difference. I, I appreciate confidence. Like, I love confident motherfuckers. Like, that, yeah. that, that's what I want to be around. I want to be someone who's confident in what they're doing themselves. But the narcissistic, like, not giving a fuck about other people or just always putting yourself first. And in some situations, I know you have to do so, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that don't. I, and I got to think a lot has to do with being the only child with that too. Like that mm. shit just rubs me the wrong way because I always feel like, well, I don't got to deal with this motherfucker. Mm. Like if it's how they carrying themselves, and that goes back to just being the growing up dolo. Mm. Um, does it have anything to do with like, like order of operation, right? Like proper channels, where it's like, okay. The reason I have an issue with you versus somebody that blatantly just made a mistake is because you the you didn't go through the proper channels. Like you see there's a line of people here. You see people are waiting. You they don't have a DoorDash line area for you to just come in and grab. You skip over everybody. Is it like that type of thing where it's like you didn't is it inconsiderate? I'm trying to kind of figure out a little closer to that because that's the thing somebody that could be a mistake right it could be like oh i thought that because you know what i'm saying so i'm trying to figure out what makes that a little bit more for you because i mean there's probably other versions of this and it ain't necessarily just doordash but i know what you mean i'm just trying to see a little closer to like what is your thinking going through why this person's pissing you off why they make why did this bother you at this moment versus you know somebody else or whatever like you know what i mean because that's in line. what makes what makes you that important like okay I, i'll even simplify it even more and it, it runs me the same way but it's a lot less extreme like let's say you taking a lift for an uber and the motherfuckers just you got your headphones in and they adamant on talking to you mm-hmm. like bro like that like the same thing with cutting in front of you like bro like it's not your world, bro. Like, I got my headphones in. I'm looking down on my phone. I ain't said nothing to you, but hey, how you doing? Keep it rolling. You, that weather's crazy out here, man. You from Atlanta? Oh, really? Nashville? Man, I went there a couple. Like, bro, I do not care. And why do you think you got the right to be like, because I took yeah. this Uber. Why you got to be like, well, why do you feel like you have the right to be like, oh, well, I got to talk to this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So when I say oblivious, I think it's just, and it's, it's a me thing, too, because I'm consider myself fairly good at reading people it upsets me when people can't read me like why would you do this that and the third when clearly i'm not engaged with you 
I'm not giving you any mm-hmm. eye contact. There's nothing that thinks or that you should think that, that makes this right. Like even when you're talking about cutting the line. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it may be a, like you're saying, an order of like discipline or what did you say? What was the word that you Uh Well, proper channels. But you know what? I, I, proper channels. Yeah. Man, and, like, that stuff. Like, but you know it, what it, it sounds bothers like? bothers me. But I don't mind when people skirt around rules and shit like, like it. That doesn't bother me. I don't give a fuck. Like, okay. motherfucker at work on their phone. Like, I don't give a fuck. Right, right. Because it ain't... When it, well, you, yeah. You know what? I know what, how that is. Okay. Here's what it sounds like to me. It, it kind of sounds like you don't like the idea, and I, I can agree in this in this regard. You don't like the idea of somebody robbing you of options. Yeah, because it almost me into like now. Yeah. Now I gotta do this. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Like now I have to do this. Um, that's why. <laughs> that's why you're ruled the authority thing for the long time. Yeah, for the exactly you robbed me of my long time listeners. For the long time listeners, like that's sort of the thing with dancing too. Like yeah. I always feel like dancing is a forced thing. I like the music is playing. Like now you gotta do this father daughter uh, dance. Or you gotta do this dance at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Like I always feel like it's a forced thing versus just a natural thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a natural flow guy. Like I hate when stuff goes against the natural flow of stuff. Mm-hmm. But but then how how much of it do you have to tap back into the the mind of Spike Lee to say okay wait a minute because you know there's that two sided thinking where there's the other side that that will combat your conventional thinking and say well on the other end playing the advocate right how yeah, much of that other side you it. know well you know how it is so on the other side how much do you say okay well this doesn't seem natural y'all forcing it but then how does the other side ever come through and say okay wait a minute maybe it is natural to them maybe it does move them for whatever reason when they hear music like the Dave Chappelle skit <laughs> they want to dance <laughs> it, just, it moves them say bro I got to like you know how you get a, a crazy like me I hear dope beats still I'm at work bobbing my head, your head stuff like yeah that. I can't help it like I like bro I'm in that's crazy you ever you have, really <laughs> bobbing your <laughs> I'm head joking. I'm gonna say yo Dave Spike no, don't get the head bob I, I do the head bob I do I mouth the lyrics if I'm feeling the song I'm just Okay. I'm really just leading <laughs> into the dancing thing. I'm definitely not dancing. Though. Yeah, yeah. But um, what was the question again? What would you say? But just like how much of because you you said about like the dance like thing you like the natural flow of things. But of course this is in the mind of Spike Lee. How much does the other side ever combat things like you said the dancing thing or you said that people can't read you. When does the other side of the the advocate on the other side of your thinking come in to like kind of provide more insight or maybe logic, or do you ever think that way where it's like, how can y'all not understand what I'm, the vibe I'm giving off, and then never on the other side say, okay, maybe I'm harder to read or maybe they're misreading or do you ever have that internal battle? Yeah, yeah, because then. I get into my inquisitive bag and I'm like, well, let me engage a little bit to see what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I giving off for them to think that? Mm-hmm. I like, like you said, I throw a little sarcasm out there or, you know, anything like, I'm not standoffish at all. I'm, I'm not a standoffish person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like you said, if that happens, now I'm trying to figure out, okay, what, that was a perfect question. What kind of vibe am I giving off to make this motherfucker think that this was cool? Mm-hmm. So I asked them a question or tried to, 
I guess fall for their trap. See, and that's how I look at it, and, and that's unfortunate too. Like I now I'm looking at it like now I got to be back to on the other side. <laughs> yeah, now I got to talk to this motherfucker because I really want to know what it was that made you think that this was cool with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, what you mean when you say that? Like we back to the mirror and shit like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, like it it does go to that point for me when I'm like, all right, well let me figure it out. Because the last thing that what I really hate, my biggest pet peeve, when people are just mean for no reason. You know oh, what I'm saying? I, I oh, hate yeah. that. Oh, man. I hate when you go places and people just got attitudes or you like mm-hmm. talking to somebody and it's always negative. Like, that's that's one of my biggest pet peeves. So I try not to be that person. Okay. So even though things irritate me, I yeah. still like, okay, let me engage <laughs> a little bit and just yeah. not be a complete dipshit or asshole. Because you can make someone's day. Like, just mm-hmm. by not being mean. Like, I know I've been surprised. I say that about Uber or Lyft drivers, but I have been surprised at some of the interaction engagements that you have and you find yourself 10 minutes in. Like, okay, I'm slick enjoying this conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I do have enough grace to give it to that. Why, like I said, I hate mean, like mm-hmm. nasty people. I like, I hate, uh-huh. I hate overly nasty people. Uh-huh. Like just nasty for no reason. Like I don't, I don't like people in like managers. When you see them talking down to their employees, yeah, people yelling bro. at their kids, people treating their pets and shit wrong. Like all like just mean yeah. and nasty. Like that shit, I hate that. Yeah, I, I do too, man. It's it's just you know because it, it's just some of that to me just be like there's this, just this weird entitlement that people have, up and and it goes back to the narcissism thing that it's it's my world, it's the the me show and. You never, you don't even look at the like, you, like you're engaging with a human being. It's just I got my emotions and feelings, and what I feel is real, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of this thrashing. I just know what I feel, and whoever's on the other side deserves it. And that's like this person got whole kids. This person might be suicidal. This person might be, you know, what I mean, this might be that. You never know what's going on with somebody for real, and you just you don't have no grace to like say. Okay, before I do this, maybe they got something. I, I don't I don't understand. When I became, and we'll move on, but like when I became grown, man, my whole perspective changed about everything. Like I I probably was like in a way a narcissistic like like teenager and well, you probably think even, you know more shit than you that, that actually part. do know when you're a teenager. Boy, and when you start and to when learn. when you get our age, you like, Ooh. God damn. Boy. <laughs> I tell you one of the biggest with me, I used to think that most adults fucking knew what they was doing had that shit figured out oh, yeah. they was like everything they was good yeah. now that I'm grown I feel I see that everybody just fucking ad hocking it like nobody knows what the fuck they doing really like even with jobs or whatever it may be like people are still figuring it out at 40 50 years old and when I was younger I just didn't think that I thought that people had it all put together by this age oh, that's, big, that's, that's big facts like I, I definitely definitely uh, definitely agree there. That that you know what I'm gonna have to I'm gonna put a bow on it, but that's gonna be. I don't know if we've talked about that yet, but like something What's about that? adult adulthood or grown up, like figure having it figured out or just not knowing something along those lines. So that's gonna definitely be another one of these for one of these torn adult pages team. here. Yeah, adult team moments. Because it's it's crazy. A lot different. Uh, yeah. Boy. Yeah.